should I consider still moving here? I think that this gets worked out in the end. I Do agree. I think it's going to go exactly what it was a year ago? No, it's going to be some new iteration. Right. Um, and yet I think that we're going to look up a year from now or two years from now, and we're going to have moved on and said, dang, that was crazy. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. It was all started by a month. All right, let's get into uh, today's first story, Kristen. There was a bear on the loose. A bear on the loose, and where was the bear loose? <laughs> it was like College Park, <laughs> Ivanhoe area, which oh is the most weird thing. My, that's it's so fun. It's well, silly and fun, right? Silly and fun. Well, the funny thing about this bear thing to me, and it was not a small bear. I mean, it ended up getting like up in the tree there. And those that watching live, you could see it, but uh, those are listening back, it's a big bear. It's like a, it's like the size of a huge dog but they had to they had to say we know the bear is cute but please don't try to pet it because Flor floridians were like oh let's pet the bear for let's, some reason let's just tell us <laughs> maybe it's friendly maybe it's uh like Pooh bear right no not at all and so there were also people saying like oh they were so sad because uh people turned in the bear and they're like oh they might euthanize it they didn't though I no guess they, they relocated they relocated it. like actually relocated so you know sorry i've ever tell you my, my alligator story Oh gosh, I really want to hear this. Okay, I so, so I was I was running through Celebration one night, and there were a bunch of like these like I call them like good old boys. You know, they had like the old trucks, the big shining lights, and they were shining over the water. And I was like, what are these guys doing? Oh no! I walked up like, hey, what are y'all doing? He's like, well, we're we're relo we're he said he air quoted we're relocating the alligators, and I was like, well, where where do you relocate them? He's like, uh, I don't know, my my oven <laughs> to the side of the road to where the they sell gator jerky. Gator jerky, yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever, welcome to Florida. Uh, this was, so anyways, the bear was actually relocated and hopefully uh, much Didn't much turn into bear jerky. So. Yes, correct. What's going on, Travis, my friend, my, my golf buddy, Travis, good to see you, my friend. Uh, Joseph checking in, Joseph and Robin checking in from Eastern North Carolina. That's very cool. So yeah, appreciate you guys keeping, continuing to check in. All right. So maybe some not as fun news as the bear, what's going on. Uh, we got a lot of still drama between Disney and Ron DeSantis. We do. Yeah. And so we don't like to get political on our show here. So we're just going to kind of break down the the past, uh, I guess, for the past year, it was really interesting, super quick. So Ron DeSantis decided, hey, based on Disney's standing up against what he mentioned uh, as a law, and he didn't like that. So he said, I'm going to come against the art, Reedy Creek Development District, Improvement District, right. which is like Disney's land that they own and control. They have their own little governing board. They can tax themselves. They have very easy ways to get planning through. It's like and a really well-equipped HOA. It's a very, that's a great way to put it. And, and because Disney's the largest homeowner in the HOA, they got to kind of do whatever they wanted. And so Ron DeSantis says, you know what? We're going to get rid of that because uh, this political back and forth. And so nothing really happened for what feels like a year. It felt like a, yeah, it was a good amount of time. Yeah. And so I'm sure their attorneys were going back and forth, back and forth. And so eventually Ron DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis sets in and says, hey, we're going to basically keep the board or keep the land, but we're going to put in my own board, let you know of how we hand want to handpick people. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to run it the way we want to run it. And so Disney said, okay, well, before that actually happens, we're actually going to give Walt Disney all the power that they want for any kind of uh, development for the next 30 to 60 years or something like that. And so that's where it stayed for maybe the past right. month. Basically making the board have no power. Have whatsoever. no power. Yeah. So it kind of neutered the board, if that makes sense. And so you got, so this, so this was happened over the past week. Disney sues. Uh, so I'm sorry. I got one more thing. So then yes. DeSantis said, no, that's not going to happen. I'm still going to push forward. Right. 
and kind of took away all of that power that Disney now had again. It's a lot of back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth. And then so then yesterday, Disney finally says, hey, listen, we're going to sue you for attacking a local business. Uh, and by the way, we're the largest. And they, they did, it's a 78 page lawsuit. And I read the majority of it. And, and basically, it was just like, hey, uh, it's not that we have a special district that you care about. It's really more so because uh, it's an orchestrated attempt to come after Disney. And now here's the thing, like I, whether you like the governor, you don't like the governor, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I look at they're the largest employer in our area. And when you look at how many people that because Disney and Universal are here are employed, like I don't know that Orlando is what it is without, without the tourism. parks. Right. I mean, it's not just who they employ. It's also the amount of infrastructure that they bring into Florida from yeah. the amount of tourism. And I mean, it gives the opportunity for other businesses to thrive because we have that tourism. So it's kind of a domino effect, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, it is a domino effect. And I don't think that there, we're kind of in an impasse because Disney's like, we're not giving up. And and Governor DeSantis is like, well, I'm not giving up. And so this will end up going to the courts and the courts will decide. And then I think it's going to get kind of wrapped up. And my biggest thing is like a homeowner or a real estate agent, or yeah. real estate agents, we're both homeowners and agents here. I look at, okay, so what happens if Disney just decides, hey, you know what? Florida is not really where we want to go spend billions and billions of dollars anymore. That would be so devastating. Yeah, it would. And But do I think they're going to walk away from a 50-year investment in Orlando? I also don't. And so it's kind of like a, they've got, they own 47 square miles here. Yeah. I mean, they can't really just pick it up and they're not going to like hire us to like it. put a for sale sign up and be like, Hey, we're going to go to, I mean, I would, I would totally I would list, list it. I'd list magic kingdom, <laughs> the castle. That'd be the greatest walkthrough video ever. I would have so much fun with that, but how would it appraise? That's the question. There's no comps. <laughs> There's the closest comp is in, is in LA. Uh, so anyways, this is kind of the drama that's going on. I think we've had some people reach out and they're like, Hey, is this, should I be, should I consider still moving here? I think that this gets worked out in the end. I Do agree. I think it's going to go exactly what it was a year ago? No, it's going to be some new iteration. Right. Um, and yet I think that we're going to look up a year from now or two years from now and we're going to have moved on and said, dang, that was crazy. Yeah, I think it's eventually it's going to have to be either a win-win or a lose-lose across. Like, There's not going to be a clear winner or loser between this battle. I think we all kind of lose in yeah. this battle. But you're right. We're going to look back on a year from now and be like, remember that time? Yeah. That <laughs> Remember when this crazy thing happened and nobody thought it could happen. But here's the other thing, the flip side, like Universal doesn't have, and Universal's investing billions of dollars here. They don't have a special district. They have to go right through the county and do the project. Just like if Kristen or I were going to build a house, submit the plans, go through it. They have, they have, they have no special, special say so. And yet they're thriving, doing really, really well. Here. They are thriving. I mean, they're a lot smaller than mm -hmm. the Disney parks, but they, they do really well with what they have. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. 100%. We'll see. We keep saying that, but, <laughs> but we'll, it's, it, we'll it's a big wait, or, wait and see. It's like, it's, it is like the most crazy drama that I've ever seen though. It makes my stomach hurt. It really does. I'm like, can we just be done with this? Yeah. This is all, we keep talking about it. Nothing's really happening. It's just all over the news. Can we just be done? Yeah. So let's see what some of you guys are saying. So MT says, why, uh, so why should Disney have a special dispension compared to other competitors? Listen, I mean, I think big, the biggest thing for them, when I look back, I've tried to like take myself away. Listen, I'm a huge theme park fan. I'm a Disney fan. I'm a universal fan. And so, but I'm also a small business owner. I have like 30 people that I, that I'm my partner with and that are on my team. And I look at it as a small business owner, if the government was to like, give me permission to go do something. And I built my entire business model around the government, giving me permission to go do something. And then they took it away. That's when it would be like, kind of interesting to me. Right. Um, if it was just like, Hey, we're special. And so we want something special. 
and they were just given that like recently, that would be a different yeah, conversation, yeah. but their whole infrastructure and how they developed their entire property is this. built around this. So it's, you know, I hate to say, well, that's the way it's been done in the past. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like, there is some merit to that. Yeah. Quinn says Disney could sell their property universal. I mean, it would just be. Could they, the, could they buy it? Could I, they don't know. it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of other folks here. Brooke says, uh, DeSantis should have hired Reedy, hired Reedy Creek instead. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Kevin checking in from Lakeland. We still got a lot of other people hit, checking in. Oh, Tom G says that the bear was hit by a car today. I don't think it was. I think they picked it up. I, I saw them pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that it was hit by a car. Maybe a different bear or maybe uh, fake news. Fake news. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of fake news, well, let's go some to non-fake yeah. news. So the Universal Orlando AP, the annual passes, which you and I are both uh, annual pass holders, they yep. came out with a, uh, a bit of news today. What'd you see? Yeah, so they are potentially relocating their annual pass lounge to the Toon Lagoon area to, to be determined where specifically that's going to be. But we also got announcements on a lot of other things that they're offering for the annual pass holders, like special entrances, um, additional discounts on merchandise. Uh, special food menu items uh, at local at some of the restaurants within the park. So a lot of really cool things for to make us feel really special, which yeah. I like. I like feeling special. It says access concierge services because you're fancy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It, make, <laughs> it makes me want to go there. I mean, at Studio Styles, I'm going to be blue looks good on you. So there's a lot of little things that they're definitely trying to um, to encourage folks. They've got a Facebook group for UAOP. Uh, people and that's one thing that's one thing universal does so much better than disney is their social media they do really good social media it's like it, it feels like they have their own like like their own story brand or their their own like i don't know it's hard to explain uh, if you go to twitter whoever manages their twitter is amazing like they're constantly asking like really funny questions and like mentioning stuff that only universal people would know like the the churro stand and like a lot of the cool things that i just i don't know that i wish disney had a bit of a personality that's what i would say it is it's got its own little twitter personality I yeah it's fun, it's fun. It's yeah fun. speaking of uh facebook groups so we just actually launched a little facebook group of our own this past week that's living in orlando if you go there it's uh facebook.com slash groups and then also you're just going to go to living in Orlando. I'll put the banner down below. Uh, but the cool thing about it is we had over 325 people join in like three days. It was a lot of fun. And what I'm doing is some of our team members are going to be in there dropping news stories, stuff that might make it on the podcast or make it on the live and just talk a little bit more. But we're getting a lot of other questions from people that are thinking of moving here. And they're just yeah. like, well, it's very intimate. It's, yeah. it's we get direct questions and answers and responses. I mean, there's a lot of community vibes already in yeah. it when there's only a few hundred people in there, yeah. but somebody will prompt a question and then other people will follow up on that. It's really neat to see. It's like our own little Facebook pose at group family. That's right. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And like, I would say, right. Like looking at the people that are coming in, it's maybe 50% of the people already live here and then 50% wants to move here. And so that's why we called it living in Orlando, not moving or, or any of that kind of stuff. Cause we're trying to help people out, make the decision if you want to move here. And if you already do, where's the cool uh, vegan restaurant or yeah, the cool yeah, coffee shop? Where's the newest like coffee shop? There where's the go. new taco stand? Like what's happening on Friday night? hundred uh, percent. That's probably really? the hardest part when you're moving to a new area is getting to know people and then getting to know your new neighborhoods. Like what, where's the cool place? Yeah. To hang where out? should you be hanging out? No, absolutely. So speaking of universal as well, did you see this uh, rumor going on over here? I didn't. What rumor? So fired CEO, Bob Chapek pegged to lead Disney's biggest competition. What? <laughs> that can't possibly be true. And, and it's not, thankfully. <laughs> um, so inside the magic, I think they were just sort of uh, playing into the banter that was going on on Twitter and a bunch of other places online that for some reason, uh, Universal would decide to hire Bob Chapek to take away. And there were a lot of people, even in the comments, even though this was like a, hey, by the way, guys, this is a joke. 
um, there were still people in here that were very adamantly like, no, no. They believed it, <laughs> they right? Believed it's it. a good April Fool's joke. It's Yeah, it's April. Uh, it's not April 1st anymore. Uh, but yeah, here we go. It's kind of an interesting thing. What to would think about. that world be like? That would definitely sell a lot of headlines. I think we would stop talking about DeSantis versus Disney if, uh, <laughs> if yeah. that actually were to happen. It'd be Bob versus Bob. Iger versus Chapin. That, that would be dramatic. Universal. <sighs> They're, they're smarter than that, so very much so. Hey, what's going on with uh, things catching on fire at Disney? I'm sure if you are an avid Disneyland or Disney World person, you saw that at Disneyland, the Maleficent Dragon caught fire in the <sighs> middle of the Fantasmic show. Did you see the video of Mickey, the most smooth outro ever? Did you see it? No. So, so you guys, this, uh, so during Fast Fantasmic, which is my, it's my, fa- it's like my, my favorite, favorite show. show. When it's... it came back after COVID, I was, just, I was there. I was yeah. waiting in line for hours. So much Big fun. Fan. So right at the end, Mickey comes out and, and Maleficent's there and she's, you know, she's on fire and that kind of thing. But then it like literally caught on fire to the, to the point where they needed to shut down the show. Everybody evacuated. It was very, very scary. Mm. Um, but Mickey, if you watched him in the corner, he like ran over to his little spot, hit a button and then disappeared below the. It was the most Well, because the storyline, if you don't watch, if you haven't seen the show, is that Mickey defeats the Maleficent Dragon. And so there's been a lot of like memes and jokes about that. I did actually, now that you're reminding me um, of, well, Mickey went a little too hard defeating Maleficent this night. A little too hard. But because of this, all of Disney fire operations, so we have a parade that has a Maleficent Dragon um, that breeds fire. They're all being discontinued for the the moment. They're not doing any fire. Well, what's wild is if the, the parade that's here at Disney World, it has Maleficent in there and right. it breathed fire and yep. it caught on fire two years ago it or did. a year and a half ago. Yeah. And so but it just finally came like back. That. Not like this. Not like no. that. <laughs> not like this. Uh, but this is an interesting one that, you know, the fire and just all that kind of interesting thing. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, what, what do they put in its place if there's no fire? I think they'll figure, they just need better tech, I think. Disney, I, Disney needs better tech in general. I, well, well, obviously. But Last time, like we went to go do like Run Disney, and it's it's glitching. Don't you get me right. started on Run Disney? It's kind because of rough. I'm, <laughs> the registration process is a nightmare. It really is. All right, what's up, Palm Beaches? Paul checking in from YouTube down in Palm Beach. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Bob says just left Crooked Can back home watching you, Bob and Kathy from Massachusetts and Winter Garden, oh. right down the street. Crooked right Can. down the street. Yeah. I can't wait till the one in Mini Ola opens up because gonna that be one's going to be so, so it's good. Be All right, let's keep going down. So Brightline, we talked about this often and often, but uh, they're actually finally ready to open in June, which is interesting. What were the costs of this thing? It's very expensive. Hundred and oh no, wait, so it's like seventy nine dollars for the economy class, right? And then it's going to be one hundred and forty nine dollars for like the premium version. But that's one way. One way per person. Per person. And so I had to think about the economy of this. Of it's it's three and a half hours on the bright line, but it's three hundred three hours and forty five minutes to drive to Miami. So time wise, are you really saving that much? I mean, you're able to do things on the train you wouldn't be able to do if you were driving, Correct. like work, read, etc. That's and that's probably one of the only. I'm going to do it probably twice. I would do it if, if I want to try it, so we can do some content for to show you guys for the gram for the gram, and then I would do it maybe yeah if I was like doing a speaking engagement in West Palm, checking out Palm Beach Paul or something like that, and I want to get be able to work the entire time. But that's that's not cheap. So it's 149 each way. So 300 bucks round trip per person. So my family of five. Yeah, oh, that would be fifteen hundred dollars. You should just fly or get a limo. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like it's expensive uh, to me, but I think there are hopefully going to be people, people that use it because they just spent a ton of money on it. Um, but maybe prices will go down. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, maybe the, if more people use it, 
then the prices come down. Who knows? But they had an open, their grand opening this past week, and it does look fantastic. The lounges look really great. It's super tech savvy. I mean, there's USB ports everywhere. There's drinks, food, rest, like places you can rest and relax. I mean, it's really nice space. Yep. And this is over in Terminal C over in, um, over in MCO. And so if this is something that you want to take advantage of, you can. Now, right now it, it, it deadline, it dead ends from, it goes Miami, West Palm, up to Cape Canaveral and then over to MCO and then it kind of stops there. Mm-hmm. But the article that came out today, they're already so bullish that they want to get ready to put this back and keep going to Tampa. Right. Which, you know, maybe that's a good practice of just like get it everywhere. Yeah. And then we'll figure out the pricing. Because that's one thing we need in Orlando is more more like actually infrastructure Less cars on the road and we public transport. Get everybody off I-4, please. Yes. <laughs> but one of the next places it's going to stop is going to be over by the convention center, the Orange County Convention Center. So there's like 11 miles that Universal actually has decided to invest in. And Disney had the chance to bring the the Brightline over to Disney Springs. They turned it down and Universal said, yo, yo, we'll, we will spend money to get all of that traffic from MCO to drop right at our front door over right. at the convention center, which makes a lot of sense. So that's going to be next. And here's another thing that's actually opening right near the convention center that I'm quite excited about. What we got over here? A 36-story hotel project. Yeah, and, and right if you're watching uh, on, on the live or watching the replay, you can see kind of Orange County Convention Center right in the distance there. Now, 36 stories is the it's probably it that's makes it the largest or tallest, tallest building in all of Orlando. In all of Orlando, which means that from that 36th floor. You're going to be able to see fireworks 360 degrees. Yeah, they actually they're they're building it out with a restaurant up there, very very just for that. They want to be able to make it the best views in all of Orlando. I just think this is so needed because this area is lacking something like this. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I drive in general is is not it's better than it was ten years ago. Yes, but it, it needs a revitalization. Like I love the Rosen family. I love what they've done for the community, but so many of those hotels just they need something. Yeah, they need they need a little bit of life. So I know over by Epic Universe, there's the W Hotel and then now this guy. So I think this kind of starts hopefully kicking off a little bit of something over on iDrive. You know what iDrive could be? So I just got back from Vegas yeah. and it obviously can't be Vegas. We know it can't be Vegas, but it has similar like little vibes. You know, the more that we get, that's kind of because we've got hotels that are shaped like castles and we've got mm-hmm. the Orlando Eye, we've got Icon Park and we are going to have this 36 story building by yep. the convention center. We could have our own little Las Vegas, you know? I think so. No, I think that's totally doable. <laughs> well, especially with the amount of conventions work that we have up and down I drive. Because, I mean, they're expanding um, the convention center by another three, 400,000 square feet, which yeah. is a ton. Mm. And so the more people that they start drawing back to convention centers, I feel like there's more and more companies willing to invest back into these right. uh, these conventions again now post-COVID. Uh, that I think I drive just continues to get better. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of that area. Yeah, let's keep going. Icon Park, what do you got? So they actually just released this really cute, I say cute, but it's actually very nostalgic and fun. It's a game that you can play called the Great Florida Road Trip Game. And so they give you this vintage camera that's got like an infrared laser on it. And when you're in the actual like Ferris wheel eye, um, you're going to be pointing that camera onto little like 45 different postcard style like cards that are out and stationed around. And then it will give you some history about old Florida. Interesting. So that way you're not just hanging out on the wheel, just looking around because it's really slow. Have you been on it? It's Yeah. 
it's it's terribly it's slow. slow. And so like for the first 20 minutes, you're like, this is cool. Or, <laughs> and then, and then like, after, can I get off? <laughs> and then you're like, wow, this is, so they, I remember they used to like serve like Coke and they started serving dinner because it is, it's quite slow and the views are spectacular. They're beautiful. Um, but I think this is a really good Yeah, it's good a thing. way to get, I think, kids too excited about it. And it's also a game. So whoever, I guess, gets the most shots from the postcards will get a $5 arcade card oh, cool. as, a, as like a win, they win. And then there's a leaderboard even that they've got inside the arcade area. So Ken, you want to go become the, the I, champions I, of this new game? I know you know how competitive I am, so you know I'm going to come on here and I'm, try to. I'm not the competitive top. at all. So yeah, you're a liar. That's true. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so twenty five dollars for this experience for the wheel VIP experience and the play pass, which I think is really cool. And and really, listen, there's there's Disney's really quite expensive for most people to do for five ten days in a row. Disney, Universal also expensive. So little things like this, where you're like, maybe you just want to do a hotel day and pop over, grab some food, and do a little something that's not so crazy. Expensive. Right, right. And, and it's not going to take your whole day. You know, something quick that Correct. you can stop in to do. Okay, we have to like check this comment. Somebody did says, quotes. Orlando Bear that roamed the neighborhoods killed by a car while... What, did they release it back into the woods? Because they literally There was literally photos of them dragging it. And then, yeah, that's so sad. That's really sad. That's really sad. Uh, I drive versus... <laughs> That's actually, did you go to Fremont Street? No. So Fremont Street's like old Vegas and like it kind of feels very high drive like. I know, I know. I didn't go, but I saw pictures. But I, you know, every part of Vegas that I was in, I was like, I feel like there's some vibes here. There's kind of some some (laughs) touristy kind of vibes all up in here. Um, All right, what else we got? Oh, there's a Lake Nona update. So I'm actually putting out a full video of this. There's a 90 minute video uh, about Lake Nona that they updated, kind of like what's coming to the area. And and I thought it was kind of an interesting one for those of you, there's people checking in from, uh, I saw Loria Park earlier. Uh, But here, first off, I think it's important to know like what is Lake Nona because it's it's confusing to some people. I mean, Lake Nona is a 17 mile, 17 square mile master community just south of the airport in the city of Orlando. It's so Orlando. It's yes. Orlando. 32827 is the zip code. And and like, if you look at the red outline here, if you're watching uh, live, you can see like Narcusi is like right off to the east there. Narcusi is the border of Lake Nona. So there's plenty of people that live to the east of or past Narcusi. And it's like, I live in Lake Nona. You live in Lake Nona adjacent, which right. is totally fine. It's right. a beautiful area. We love it. But just to give an idea of what's going on, we're talking about what's going on in Lake Nona. So there's a few things I thought were cool. One of them were the new home of Orlando Magic Gaming, which if you're not into esports or you never which heard of esports. I'm not, so I needed some explanation. This is some new stuff meant. for you. Yeah. So the, um, basically over at the uh, the Lead Accelerator, it's like the sports and health tech accelerator that they have right next to Foxtail Coffee, right on the bottom of Pixon is going to be Orlando Magic Gaming. So if you're into esports in any kind of way, they're going to be putting that um, over here, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, they're also, if you're into the, uh, if you're in the price point of the Lake Nona Golf and Country Club expansion, they're going to put over 80 new lots. Now, originally these were zoned for high-end townhome condo kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's actually going to be, uh, they're going to build spec homes over here. And these are going to be the same builders that built in Lake Nona, many of them, uh, but also in Golden Oak and in Isleworth. And they're going to be really Big, beautiful houses. Correct. Yeah. And so uh, if you look here on the map, um, and again, we'll drop this link in below, but if you look down at the bottom of the map here, you can see kind of where they're at. It's right off of Lake Nona Boulevard. There's actually another gated entrance that they're going to be putting over here right next to the USTA National Champion uh, Na- National Campus. And so it's it's an interesting thing, Kristen. I want to talk about this because I think when you think about luxury homes in Orlando, when I first moved here, luxury was like $1.5 million. Yeah. And now luxury, 
I don't know, 2.5, yeah. 3 million. It's definitely grown. I would say. And so most of these houses, my, my guess, they haven't released prices, but just knowing what some of the other spec homes are, I would guess they're going to be high twos, low threes to start. They're going to have to be. Yeah. And, and it's, it's an interesting to demand. And I was talking to, um, I had a chance to interview uh, Chuck Woodall today, and he's the owner of Unicorp. And we were talking about specifically luxury apartments. And we see this all the time. And you guys have driven around, I'm sure, seen the, come visit the luxury apartments. And then you go in there and it's like, is this luxury? Is it luxury though? It's like, it's just granite and like vinyl plank flooring that's that just normal looks these like wood. yeah <laughs> but what he's told what he told me is there's actually a massive demand for people that want a higher end apartment living style where they just don't want to buy a house they want lock and go hmm. and they're willing to rent and but they really want a higher elevated experience so i'm curious if you guys were watching let us know in the comments below you know is that something you would consider like if an apartment lifestyle had an incredible amenity and also but but here's the question what would that look like monthly payment wise, like you know what I mean? 30, some of these 35 to 3,500 plus. And, and there's a demand for that? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, like hundreds and hundreds of units are getting, are getting leased out. Wow. Okay. I know. I, I mean, sure. If it's, if there's a demand, I know there's also demand for affordable housing. So we should do that too. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we need more of that. Like fortunately and unfortunately, mm. we need a lot more affordable housing than we do. So there, I mean, the stat is there's a thousand people moving to Orange County every week mm -hmm. and 1500 moving to Central Florida every week. And most of them are not in the luxury. Yeah, well. I would say probably not a majority of people, but it's nice to know. It's interesting to know that we in our area are having a demand for something like that, too. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So and and, and be, the whole interview is going to be out on Tuesday. If you guys want to watch it on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. Uh, but he's already started talking about the other kind of elevated experiences that are coming here to Orlando, the Tao Hotel and Restaurant, which right. I think is going to be amazing. The W Hotel, which we just talked about. Right. Um, there's another really big one that's, um, that's escaping me over outside of uh, outside of Celebration that's going to be going in and all, also a really elevated experience. We've got the Conrad Hotel mm. over at the Evermore Resort. So you've got all of these luxury brands coming here, which I think is great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really fun to yeah. see all of that. What's going on with our weather? It's weird. What the heck was this that you showed it's me? It's weird. Okay, so I had some friends send me some videos and photos of a like a hailstorm that just came out of nowhere. Look at this. If for those of you listening, it's like the size of my. It's, it's like the size. You know those like um, little hand sanitizers you get from Bed Bath Beyond, <laughs> Bath and Body Works. It's yeah. the size of one of those. It's massive chunks of ice. And this was here. Here in it was um in Champions Gate Look and at, let's listen to this here. Oh my God. Yeah. It's massive. <laughs> we don't really get hail like this. And yeah. So when my friend sent me these videos and photos, I was like, where, where are you? Did you fly somewhere? <laughs> you out of the state? I just saw you yesterday. Um, but yeah, here. So wild. I feel like we've had the most up and down spring. It was like 50 degrees and then it was 85 and then it was 50 and then it's been pretty warm ever since. I have to believe that's what's causing all this stuff, but yeah, for sure. Kind of wild. All right. We got two more things we're going to wrap up for you guys tonight. The Orlando business journal has one out, uh, an article out just today, the Orlando home sales, new listings trend up alongside interest rates during busy spring season. What are we seeing? Well, spring season's always starts to pick up, you know, from the, the winter seasons that we get, which usually slow down. Yeah. Um, and so we always kind of see an uptick of things that are happening, but this has seemed, I mean, just like a foot on the gas, you know, yeah. all of a sudden buyers coming out of the woodwork and, and we, we do need more listings.
Yeah. So this is great to hear. This is really great to hear. It's interesting. So meanwhile, it says uh, a nine or so, so two things that they're talking about, which average prices rose over between February and March. Say that again for everybody to hear. Yeah. Average price points in all of Orlando. So that's like the five county area rose from 358,000 as the average. This includes condos. This includes everything other than timeshare, basically. Uh, it rose from 358 to 365 month over month, but so they're going up. They're going up. They're still yeah. Go go figure, right? Right. Uh, I heard that the market was crashing. This I, is crazy. Uh, me too. Um, so meanwhile, a nine percent drop in inventory of just over 5,000 homes that uh, was on the market right now. Wow. That's really, really low. And so if you look at the average cost of a house right now, on average in Orlando, single family home detached, you're looking just over 500,000. And then those condos and townhomes are kind of in that low 300 range. Yeah, it's it's completely different than it was three, four years ago. It is, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is. I mean, I've born and raised Central Florida native. I've lived here my whole life and my parents bought their house for like $100,000 right. yeah, yeah. over in East Orlando. And I was just over there pricing a home to sell in that neighborhood. I'm like, 400. Like, here you go. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Ping Jose, that's my friend. Good to see you, my dude. This guy's uh, a vlogger over in town. He's over over there crushing it on Instagram and that sort of thing. Oh, I love that. Um, this guy says, uh, my fair play says, hey, all you guys are making me you're working to make me make make a Seattle guy feel like home or St. Louis guy. It's just like for home. you, just for just you, just for you, my friend. Good to see you. Um, so we are Wade says so. The under I four entertainment plans were change of parking spaces. Is it possible for the planned entertainment spots to be placed in somewhere else downtown or placed somewhere else in Orlando? Mm. It's a good question. We are Wade. So we put out a video this past week, and it was actually. Uh, what am I, I love figuring out developments and what's coming and what's not. To me, that's just so much fun to see it go from like empty dirt lot to half billion dollar, whatever. Right. And so we put out this video this past week around the entertainment district next to the Amway. Right. And so uh, that's going to be, that's finally moving forward. They're going to be putting the Orlando Magic headquarters there, plus like 40,000 square feet of retail and office. Yes. But if you ever heard me talk about, and I mentioned it many times, the under I4 project where there was going to be like, a park, green space, green space, yeah. places to hang out. Um, they're turned all of that into the parking lot. Well, okay. So pros and cons to that. Let's, yeah. let's first talk about how, what a nightmare it is to park in downtown Orlando this when it's true. busy. Right. And then all of a sudden you add another 20,000 people walking around for the entertainment district. Yeah, the, you know, not just the businesses, but also whenever there's events, um, Correct. whenever there's a show or something happening at Dr. Phillips, it's a nightmare. So there is definitely need for more parking spaces. I do wish we would get more, you know, public transportation so we could alleviate people actually driving to downtown Orlando. Like you, we, we'll take what we can get, right? And so, yes, how it would have been lovely to have that green space, which I think, um, you know, we have Lake Eola, we have all that green space in front of the actual Dr. Phillips Center. So there is green space in downtown. It's not like we have none. Yeah. Um, would it have been nice to have more? For sure. But I think demand wise, we need more parking. We really do. And I think that's, um, so it's just that second part of your question, Wade, is that, you know, is, would they ever move the entertainment district? No, it's actually owned, the land is owned by the Orlando Magic. So they're good. They want it right outside of their front door so that they can say, hey, come to a concert, mm -hmm. come to a game, come to whatever, and then spill out into the streets and enjoy restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, there's actually two other things I want to talk about that, that reminded me of this. So have you ever been to the Harry Buffalo? I have, yes. So it's closing uh, tomorrow. Mm. And so uh, Brendan from the Bungalower put this out just recently. So if you've ever been, um, 
it's a cool little like they've got a stage there. There's live music. We've been to a million events here. It's very lot, old Florida. Right? It's very old Florida. Yeah. And if you're watching the the video, you can kind of see it's got that sort of like old old Florida charm, which you love. And you can actually see in the photo here, like under the, under the I four project that I was just talking about. And so I let me paint a let me paint a word picture for you, Kristen. Okay. Yes. So the under I four turns into that parking. But if you have the Harry Buffalo that closes down, what are they going to turn this Church Street strip into? Okay, so we need to take the inspiration that Winter Garden has done in the downtown area and Winter Park is doing in their downtown area and bring that over to downtown Orlando. We need actual shops and restaurants and cafes and things that are going to get people outside walking around visiting, right? Because we have so many clubs and bars, which are fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. 100%. But they're not the the day-to-day lifestyle things, right? And yeah. our farmer's market is it's, it's so <laughs> compared. No, like I mean, Winter Garden <laughs> Farmers Market is insane, but downtown, it's it's, it's like Lake Eola Farmers Market is just not as good as as it could be. Is as, as it could be. It's... So so here's what here's what's coming. Oh, you know, you. I know. Yeah, yeah. So the owner, the reason why the Harry Buffalo is shutting down is because they are going to be taking all of Church Street and turning it into what they're saying is going to be like Armature Works, uh, which is very similar to like Plant Street. And I'll show you some of the photos that you can pull up here on Visit Tampa. Uh, but it's basically this massive strip of shops and restaurants what and a concept go figure yeah like <laughs> this would actually be something people would use and so uh tampa armature works uh, it's beautiful i did this whole video uh tampa versus orlando a little while ago and i got to tour this and it's big and open and there's outdoor space and they've got you can oh, see that yoga, like yoga and green. like green this yeah. is what we need orlando they're Correct. listening they're, they're listening. listening they're listening so buddy brew coffee there's a bunch of really cool things in armature works and so if the the owner of all of those buildings and that's the thing that uh, Harry Buffalo is closing not because they're not have they don't have business. They're actually very upset that they're leaving. Um, it's more so that they want to repurpose this area into something that's going to be more walkable. And so, mm-hmm. painting a word picture for what's going to be maybe three to five years from now, probably three to four years from now, you've got the entertainment district right outside of Amway, right, and then you can walk under the I four for the parking, and then right down Church Street, right next door to something like Armature Works. It's all of a sudden going to turn downtown into something really exciting. It's going to be amazing. I, that's it. I mean, that's, that's the show. I'm, <laughs> I love it. I'm so, I like, love that like, I'm bought in, like where, where sign me up. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> I, that's, it's exciting. So I think there's a lot of stuff coming to Orlando. Uh, I want to get to a couple other questions. What's up, Aaron Strange? Good to Aaron! see you. Checking out. King Jose says Orlando's turning into a very futuristic city. I agree. Alan, my boy, good to see you, man. Loving the show. I appreciate you very much. So our clients. Alan, uh, let's see. There was a couple other ones here. Uh, Clark asked, um, what's going on? So thanks for the great content. Any update on the Golden Oak condos? Yeah, it sounds like they're going to be released here shortly. I've been talking to the sales staff and the developer. Uh, they're finalizing pricing and layouts and a bunch of other stuff. Um, the price, it's, it's, it's not going to be cheap. And I think the, lo- the list of people that want it is it's long. I want one. I know. Me too. Want <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Ulysses says, any guidance as to where my prices may go in Claremont? I really like that area, but I feel like I'm losing the train. I mean, here's the thing. Are prices going up? Yeah. Yes. Uh, is inventory going down, which will cause prices to continue to increase? Yes. yes. Um, but I don't think you, you're going to, you're going to completely miss the boat or the train. I think you've got, you're not going to miss the bright line. No, you're not going to miss the right <laughs> uh, because there's so many houses out there in Claremont still. There's literally ten, there's so tens of thousands. Yeah, out in Claremont still. Even in even in Horizon West, there is still another mm. probably five years of development, and then once that's built out, I think Claremont really starts to pop. I think it's going to continue to do well, but I think that until Horizon West really gets built out. But once those roads go in, 
then prices are really going to go popping. Yeah. So train is still in the station. Correct. You have time to buy your ticket. Right. They're, they're last call, last <laughs> call. Get in there. But no, I think, I think you definitely have a few more years. I'm excited for, uh, if you have any questions, just let us know. What's up, Ashley. Good to see you. I appreciate you. Oh, Ashley. Uh, Ashley. All right. Uh, Frank says, Evening Canon guest host from Jacksonville. This is Kristen. This is I'm the, the I'm the real KP. This is the real KP. Kristen, <laughs> if they want to follow you on Instagram, what's your handle? Uh, Kristen sells Orlando. That's an easy one. I do. I saw more than Orlando, but it was I couldn't put it all in the in the name. That's it true. Fit, so. <laughs> That's awesome. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando, or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five star reviews, and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.